Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to Cardinals Nation, Ballpark Village. We are looking in from left field to a beautiful Bush Stadium. The sun is shining and fans will be filing in shortly to see the Cardinals and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Game four of this series with the Cardinals winning two of the first three yesterday in dramatic fashion. Take a listen. 3-3 game, eighth inning, two on. John Rooney at the microphone. It's Nolan Gorman. Now the 1-1. A swing and a long drive. Deep right field. It's a goner in the Cardinal bullpen. A three-run homer for Nolan Gorman. And the Cardinals take a 6-3 to three lead in the eighth inning. Cardinals it got close there in the end, but Giovanni Gallegos was able to get the save as the Cardinals beat the Dodgers 6-5 to five at Bush Stadium. Gorman with another clout. He has had some start to the season and against a lefty as well as the Cardinals continue to show confidence in him. However, today he is not going up against the lefty. And that would be Clayton Kershaw, one of the best to ever do it. Now, there's no alarm here. It's just one of those things. But I'm sure fans would like to see him in there. But he is not facing the lefty. It's going to be Juan Yepes as the DH today facing the lefty. As Ali Marmel told us last hour, where does Yepes fit in as a role in this team facing lefties? And that's what they want Yepes to do. He's hitting the ball hard. They want to see something out of him today against Kershaw. He'll be the DH, and we'll bat fifth. Here is the Cardinals lineup today. Lars Newtbar is the center fielder leading off. Paul Goldschmidt will bat second and play first base. Wilson Contreras is behind the plate. He'll be catching Jack Flaherty again. Contreras, the catcher, bats third. Nolan Arenado at third base. He's the cleanup hitter. Juan Yepes, the DH, bats fifth. Tommy Edmond is at second base. He bats sixth. Paul DeYoung, the shortstop, bats seventh. Brendan Donovan is in left field. He's batting eighth. And Oscar Mercado is the right fielder batting ninth as the Cardinals continue to look at Mercado defensively and that speed on the base paths in this Cardinal lineup with Jack Flaherty, who was absolutely magnificent in his last start. We'll see if he can put it together again after a 10-strikeout performance in his last game. This time around, 
He'll be taking on the Dodgers, the team that he grew up rooting for as a young lad in Southern California. The Dodgers will respond this way. David Peralta is the left fielder. He leads off. Freddie Freeman, the first baseman, bats second. Will Smith is the catcher batting third. Max Muncie, the third baseman, bats fourth. J.D. Martinez, who ripped a three-run homer yesterday, he's the D.H. batting fifth. James Outman, the center fielder, bats sixth. Miguel Vargas, the second baseman, bats seventh. Jason Hayward, who had a big hit yesterday for the Dodgers, is the right fielder, batting eighth. And Miguel Rojas is the shortstop, batting ninth, with Clayton Kershaw on the hill. The Cardinals and the Dodgers today. So many St. Louis things going on right now, including Michael Block, who is paired with Rory McIlroy today. How about that? Michael Block, who went to Parkway Central. He played college golf at UMSL. We talked about him last hour with Dan Reardon. He'll just be strolling Oak Hill today in the PGA Championship with Rory McIlroy. No big deal. If he finishes in the top ten, and right now he's eighth, he'll play in the U.S. Open. If he finishes in the top four, he'll be playing in a little tournament called the Masters next year. And if he finishes top three, he could well be on the PGA Tour. So uh, this is a pretty special time for the teaching pro from Mission Viejo, California. That's where he is currently, but as we all know, he is a St. Louis, and we had a lot of coverage of him back in 2018. We talked to him a whole bunch about learning that he was going to be at Belle Reve at the PGA, teeing off first on that Thursday at Belle Reve at the 100th PGA Championship, and now he is making headlines and drawing big galleries today, and now they're really going to be out there because he's with Rory. Michael Block in the PGA Championship. Oh, there's another St. Louis guy in the headlines today. His name is Jason Tatum. Uh, Tatum and the Boston Celtics are on the ropes right now. Uh, they got to get their act together, and uh, he's just the right guy to do it. But Boston at Miami tonight, 7.30 in Game 3. Miami is up 2-0 in this series. Watch out for Tatum here tonight. They're going to give him the ball at every opportunity. He's capable of putting up 30 on any given night, sometimes 40, or in the case of Game 7 in the last series, 51 points. This could be Jason Tatum's night, but he's going to have to to keep the Celtics rolling here because if they lose, they're going to lose the series. Can't go down 0-3 in a playoff series in the NBA or in any series for that matter. On the other side of things, you've got the Lakers down 0-3. Denver is the real deal. They won yesterday and they go up 3-0 in that series. Oh, there's another St. Louis story. Uh, Have you heard about this city on the west side of Missouri? They claim that they are the soccer capital of America. Have they forgotten? Have they forgotten that in 1901, for goodness sakes, we had a professional team in this town? Major League Soccer, of course, they have a lot of success. They are sporting KC. This is St. Louis City SC, and they did this Last night. Sprung out. Kinda tries to catch up. Great tackle. Job low blown. Gets it on to Straw. Top of the box now. Vasilev makes a little space. Get it. Left yes. feet. He scores. City up 2-0. Trademark that, baby. Indiana Vasilev. Dialing up some destiny. And that's the moment when you knew this is going to be City's night. The second goal of the night in the 25th minute. Indiana Vasilev grew up in the state of Georgia, and here he is back in the Midwest with St. Louis City SC, 
and having a lot of fun as City wins it four to nothing. Vasilev scored twice, and City beat Sporting KC on a great night at City Park in downtown West. We'll talk it over with Sporting Director Lutz Fanensteel next on Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We'll have plenty to discuss with John Mosellock. He's on the way at 11.30 as we sit here at Ballpark Village looking into Bush Stadium awaiting cards Dodgers. And, oh, baby, Ken Wilson. Talk things over with Hancock and Kelly. That'll be at 11.45. You'll hear from the former Blues announcer. So much to do. Sports on a Sunday morning. Sponsored by Graybar. I'm Tom Ackerman at Ballpark Village. Back after this. Now, My 98 presents 90 and 60. A look back at the St. Louis City match against Sporting KC. Presented by Ponce Health Sciences University. Creating new pathways and careers in health care. Edward, you yeah. got it, baby! Low shot! Gets it on to Straw, top of the box now. Vasilev makes a little space. Get in there. Yeah. He scores! City up 2-0! Straub goes to his derriere to tap it on to Joe Keeney. Send it home! Run on here for Ostrock. Tap to his right. Get City celebrates here at City Park a 4-0 winner tonight. This has been 90 and 60, presented by Ponce Health Sciences University. Up next, St. Louis City faces the Vancouver Whitecaps Saturday at City Park. Pre-game at 7, kick at 7.30 on Y98 St. Louis. Aspiring to be a doctor? Didn't score well in the MCAT? Gain all the confidence you need to succeed at Ponce Health Sciences University. PHSU west of City Park on the corner of Jefferson and Market prepares students for every aspect of a medical career, a Master of Sciences in Medical Science degree, and MSMS from Ponce prepares students for the coursework, the time commitment, and the rigor for a future in healthcare. Learn more at stlouis.psm.edu. That's stlouis.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. PSM.edu. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! 
Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. I love that 90 and 60. It's fun to hear all the excitement happening at City Park. And joining us is Sporting Director Lutz Fan and Steel after a great night in downtown West. Good morning, Lutz. Good morning, Tom. Coming to you from Ballpark Village, Cardinals Nation. The Cardinals take on the Dodgers. They beat them yesterday, Lutz. And then some folks left here. They walked up the street, and they saw a 4-0 victory for City. That's a pretty good day if you're in downtown St. Louis. Yeah, I think just shows that uh, St. Louis is probably the sports city in the country. And definitely a very, very nice evening. And a pretty good soccer city, if I may say so. Uh, we don't need to dig any further. Just let the scoreboard do the talking, right, Lutz? Yeah, I think, you know, we definitely had a great reaction. I think we, we deserved uh, that victory probably also uh, with that four-goal difference. Um, and it was a very, very good team effort. Uh, of course, there's always some standout performers, but yesterday I think everybody on the field, uh, uh, yeah, played up to their best. Uh, was uh, I think you also saw, again, our style of play. You know, we were literally trying to, to press from the first moment till the, the 93rd. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we rewarded ourselves with four goals and three points and uh, the first victory in... Derby. <laughs> yeah. Do do the players feel that? Does the staff feel that the magnitude of that match, according to the fans, when it comes to Kansas City? Yeah, of course you feel it. I mean, you know, we have lots of players, obviously, who are not from St. Louis, but uh, the build-up was clear during the week. There was lots of talk. There was some stuff on social media, and for us, as you remember in the past, we are the best if we play a little bit angry, and we were angry and motivated simply because of uh, playing against the arrival and uh, also uh, having tough two weeks. Uh, so I think that all really fell very well into place. But uh, it's great to have a, a, a city like Kansas just around the corner. Well, not really around the corner, but only four hours away. And uh, you could feel that you got a bit chippy on the field as well. And I think we really wanted that three points yesterday. And, yeah, um, there was a very, very good vibe in the stadium. I think the support was amazing. It was never louder, uh, not even in the first game, than yesterday. And I think that, that uh, spark just really jumped over from, from the field uh, up to the stand and, and in return as well. And that's what you get. You know, early in the year, before you started, I talked to Indiana Vasilev. And one of the things he told me, he said, I know we're an expansion team, and I understand that. Everybody talks about us being an expansion team, but I'll tell you this, we're not afraid of anybody. And it was just the way that he said it, and I know he's also had some MLS experience with Inter-Miami, that told me that there's a confidence brewing inside this room. Tell me about Indiana Vasilev, both his style of play, but also Indy as a person and why he's on this team. I mean, as a player, you know, uh, definitely very talented. You feel that he spent lots of time in Europe as a very young player in Aston Villa, got some Premier League games as well. So I think that really molds a player, like forms a player's mentality. And I think last year in Miami, when he was there, you know, he just didn't get the opportunities we can give him here. He didn't play as many games on his favorite position, which is definitely the center. In Miami, he played more on the, on the wing which is not really what he enjoys the best or what is not his best position. And, yeah, he had a great preseason. Uh, you know, he uh, – so that's him as a footballer. Uh, as a person, very positive, 
Like uh, he likes to joke, uh, you know. He's 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 a happy guy. He's a, he's a great teammate, and I don't know anybody who doesn't like Indy because he's always uh, he gives you gives you something to smile and and just works hard. And I was really happy for him yesterday. He scored two goals, and and you know he played a great season so far, and getting now two goals as well. Uh, just uh, uh, it's a great start for him, and I think uh, we will have lots of more moments with Indy Vasilev in the future. He's the second City player to record a multi-goal game in MLS play. The other one, of course, is Klaus. And I know I'm going to ask you about this every week, but how is Klaus? How close was he to playing last night? Was he? He was pretty close. Um, and, um, you know, um, I think uh, it was the right decision not to risk anything yet. Um, I think it was very important for the boys to see that we can score four goals without Klaus. And, uh, and, and that we have, if we have to cover him, we are able to do that. And I think this was a, a, a great, a great experience for everybody out there to realize and get the confidence. Yes, we can, we, we can do that as a group. And uh, of course, we all hope that Klaus is back as quick as possible because he makes us even better. Um, but it just shows that you know. I always say we are we are not just eleven guys on the field. There is, it, it's a big squad. It's a big group of players. Everybody deserves to play. Everybody works hard every day in training, and it's great to see that players coming on. Like mentioned, Philip Pompeo. He comes on. He played in college two years ago. He played last year in City too. Look at the attitude. Look at the energy. Look at the fire in him yesterday. I mean, he literally put the place. You know, the, 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 the stand on fire because of, of his way of grinding and working hard, tackling and, and, and winning a ball in the 92nd minute. That's the city spirit we want to have. And we want to have youngsters. Whether I'm just in a row and don't let you ask any questions and just keep on talking. Having Tony Klein out there as well, just was the cherry on the top. A local kid playing for Slim last year. We picked him up in the, in the, in the, in the super draft. I mean, you know, that's what, that's what football is. It's kind of like this people things to dream about and very well deserved by Johnny Klein to get an opportunity because he did so well in the second team and worked so hard on the field. I love the Johnny Klein story. Just fantastic. What a story going from SLU to a scene like that last night. And now you have, as you mentioned, all of those homegrown players, Perez, Glover, Klein, and on and on it goes for Lutz, Fan and Steel, and St. Louis City SC. Congratulations on a great win last night, 4 to nothing, and all the best in your next match as you continue to march forward here in downtown St. Louis. Thank you so much. Great to talk to Lutz. Lutz Fannensteel, Sporting Director of City, with us on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Highlights earlier from Joey Zanaboni and Dale Schilly on Y98 FM. We hear them every single match. And the next match will be at home on Saturday against Vancouver. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about today's game here at Bush Stadium. It's the Cardinals and the Dodgers. John Mosellock, President of Baseball Operations, is next on KMOX. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Little Schmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Three and two on bets. From the stretch, the pitch. 
Strike three called just off the outside corner. It's a Redbird winner. An extended corner strikes out Mookie Betts, and this ballgame has come to an end. The Cardinals take a two games to one lead in this four game series, winning tonight, hanging on for a six to five Redbird winner. John Rooney with the call last night, right here on KMOX. Boy, that was fun. As the Cardinals get a win over the Dodgers six to five, it was also nerve wracking and every other emotion. Uh, last night, this is some show the Cardinals are putting on right now for their fans and everybody else, and John Mosaloc, for that matter, the president of baseball operations, joins us on KMOX. Good morning, Mo. Good morning. How are you? Doing well over here at Ballpark Village, Cardinals Nation, taking in uh, fans who are ready for more. Uh, the last night was a, a whirlwind of emotions, but it was some game to take in. What did you think of it? Well, I mean, let's, let's start with uh, Gorman's home run i mean what what a huge lift um you know just a great pass at the ball um really impressive what he's been able to do this season and and obviously uh when you look at our current success he's he's a big part of that and and so that was great to see um obviously the ninth inning was was probably a lot more stress and, and pressure than any of us were hoping for but very thankful that uh Gio was able to to shut it down and and uh, get the win, but you know I think like right now where you look at this club over the last really couple weeks, it's it's playing a lot better baseball. I think uh, people are enjoying what they're seeing, and and I think when you go down to that clubhouse right now, it definitely has a much different vibe. Yeah, I can feel that myself, and the team is absolutely playing better baseball, and the team has shown. It's extraordinary depth also offensively looking at today's lineup when Gorman is not in there. And, again, it's a lefty Kershaw. Uh, but you get Juan Yepes to face the lefty. Ali Marmel told us last hour that's why Yepes is here, to face lefties, uh, among other things. But you do feel like Gorman could strike at any time. He's sitting there and, uh, and waiting for an opportunity. <laughs> So that's I guess one way to look he gets in at bat. Yeah, my guess is he gets in at bat today. But um, you're also trying to keep people fresh um, and, and give everybody some at bats if possible. So you know, Yepes is is going to have limited opportunities right now. Most of his opportunities are going to come in the DH role, and and so hopefully, you know, a game like today, he can take advantage of it and, and make those at bats count. But you know, going back to Gorman real quick, I mean, he's he's showing that that he's you know, evolving into that middle-of-the-order type hitter. And middle-of-the-order type hitters can face left or right-handed pitchers. So um, it's pretty exciting watching him emerge to, to the type of player he, he, he's capable of being, especially at such a young age. So I think it's a really positive development for the Cardinals. Well, he gets that bat through the zone so quickly and so violently, but it's like a confidence thing. You can see that he – knows what pitch he's looking for, and then he just absolutely wrecks it. John Mosaloc is with us, the president of baseball operations. No, the other Nolan's pretty good, too. He just keeps on rolling. I mean, how about that? the fact that it's his longest hitting streak as a Cardinal? Uh, he continues <laughs> to push through. What are, you, what are you seeing from Arenado? Well, I, I think, you know, a couple things. He's, he's obviously getting more confident in the box. And that's, that's such an odd statement for someone that's had the career he's had. But it just shows you that, that – prior success doesn't always lead to future success and and for him he, he was going through some very rough stretches but for him 
we also had internal confidence that, that he would work through this and, and, and have a cu- couple weeks that we've all gotten to witness. But, you know, when you look at, at really our team success and, and where, where we score runs, we, we do need one through nine to contribute on any given night. Um, it's, it's hard to win baseball games if you're just counting on one or two players. Um, I think the diversity of what you're seeing in the makeup of our lineup right now is, is really good. And, uh, you know, we feel pretty confident that, that the depth that we're able to, to turn over on any given night is, is super helpful for us to score runs. And, uh, you, know, you, you know, Friday night excluding, uh, obviously we just didn't get the bats going, but having uh, Goldie and then Nolan Arenado both producing, it just – we just look like a different club. And, and so having that happen right now is, is, is why we're winning baseball games. Not having O'Neill and Carlson is one thing. It does open the door for others. I'll circle back and ask you about O'Neill and Carlson, but the point I'm making is that it did give Oscar Mercado a chance to show what he can do. And he said something at the podium the other day that struck me where he said, you know, I always wanted this to happen. I, I wanted to be wearing this uniform in this ballpark and experiencing this. And if you really think about it, there was a lot of promise that he was going to do that. You ended up, you know, he was involved in a transaction, and you had to watch him go elsewhere, and then here he is. Uh, wearing that uniform, it means a lot to a player like that. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. Uh, I, I think back to that trade at the time, we were we were desperately looking for for some left-handed depth um, from from the left side of the plate, and so that was when we did the the Capel and and Mercado switch. And you know, I, I think in a lot of ways internally, some people were were 100 on board with that deal. But here we are. Um, he was a six-year free agent. Uh, John Boots did a great job signing him, and and you know now. He was patient. If you recall, he had a pretty good spring training, too. So he definitely opened up some eyes, took advantage of his opportunity with the WBC. And then here he is and obviously got off to a great start that first game on Thursday. And now he's going to get a lot of opportunities. So let's see what he can do with it. What is the latest on Tyler, first of all? I know that there was some hope that he'd be able to get moving here this past week. What do you see from him? Yeah, I think right now we're, we're just going to have to slow play this and, and see how this uh, next week plays out. You know, fingers crossed that we can get him out on a rehab soon and uh, get him back to, like, full throttle baseball activity. But where he's at, I think we're going to have to just remind ourselves to be a little patient and uh, probably have a much better update for you mid to late week. And Dylan looked like he was ready to grab that center field job or – yeah, right field, whatever he was going to get an opportunity to do, it was there, and now he has to deal with injury. How's Dylan doing? Yeah, you know, he's he's still uh, moving gingerly, if you will, and I, I think we're just going to have to be a little patient with him, probably have a better sense of where he's at by uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Clearly, the, the time missed, he's going to have to do some short rehab somewhere, but hopefully we can get him going by the end of the week as well. Haven't asked you really about pitching outside of recapping yesterday, and you had so many performances to talk about. Um, but I guess just moving forward and looking ahead to Jack, uh, that was the Jack that you had hoped for, maybe even more so. I mean, he he was just a hammer in his last start. 
uh, had to be nice to see, and what are some of the signs that you are seeing out of Jack Flaherty? Well, I think his last outing was you know exactly what we hoped for. Um, was able to spin it, um, but controlled his fastball, helped control counts. And, you know, if we can see that type of outing from him again, I think you can expect big things. So fingers crossed for today. And, uh, you know, I think last week was a, was a great building block for him, and, and, and hopefully uh, he can take advantage of that. I did an event on Friday here at Ballpark Village with Tony Cruz and Adron Chambers. I mean, here are a couple of guys who are on some winning clubs, but they played – a role that you know they knew what their role was going to be but they were great teammates and they talked about the camaraderie of that team particularly in 11 I want to start with that and reference you know the trade that you made with Rasmus uh, for all of those guys and, and how that brought life to the club and some other additions and you know I, we talked about the great chemistry but both of them came back to to pay you and your staff a compliment and said yeah but that's what the Cardinals do they actually do find people that can fit in and that is part of this is tony cruz in particular thought that that's part of what the cardinals try to do is find the right mix of people you know mo there's no stat on that really unless you keep some that i'm not aware of you can't say a guy's you know an 860 uh good teammate uh, but h- how do you how do you measure it what do you do to find the right mix yeah i think part of our success for that is the ability to, to stay internal um, you know, when you think about Cruzy and you think about Chambers, both those guys came up through our system, so we knew what we had. And when you know what you have from a makeup standpoint, it, it, it really does make decisions easier. I know, like, you know, people always pound us to go sign this guy, go trade for that guy. Um, but the one thing you don't know is how will that person fit in with your organization relative to what you know from your internal pipeline. And so, you know, we talk about pipeline a lot. You look at how we've built these rosters over the last 20 years. You know, clearly we're not afraid to go and make a trade, especially for like an elite talent like Nolan or Goldie. But when you think about some of those complementary players and, and, and how you ultimately build success, it, it is guys that have that makeup, understand your culture, and, and actually run with it. Uh, It's good insight, and we appreciate it very much, especially the time that you give us here on KMOX. Thank you for that, and congratulations on the win yesterday. Good luck today as you go for 11 of 14 and continue to make your climb. Well, exciting day. Uh, Hopefully uh, uh, we can be entertaining and and leave with a W, and and thank you as always. Absolutely. Oh, can I squeeze in one more because I said that I was going to do this? One more thing, having all those 13 guys in, um, and you were a big part of building that team and hiring the manager who led that team to the World Series, ultimately losing to the Red Sox. Can you just what, what have those experiences been like this weekend to have those guys back? You know, I've had a busy weekend, and uh, my son's graduating high school today, and so like I didn't get to spend probably as much time as I had hoped. But it was great seeing all those guys yesterday, trying to catch up with them to to, to some degree, and. You know, you think back, God, 10 years ago, that, that seems like a long time, but for me it just feels like it wasn't that long ago. And and just to to be able to reminisce a little bit with all of them I think was awesome. And I hadn't seen Mike Matheny in a while either, and so just catching up with him was great and uh, happy he's doing well. But all these guys, uh, you know, they were a part of a really good team. Uh, as you pointed out, we just, we just came up short in the World Series. But 
you know, when I think back of, of some of the teams that I've been a part of, that, that, that 2013 team was a really good baseball team. Yeah, it's hard to believe that was 10 years ago that we were all at Fenway uh, for that experience. But we appreciate this very much, Mo. Thank you, and congratulations. That's a big family day for you, without a doubt. Well, thank you, and uh, catch up next week. Yes, sir. John Mozeliak, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, with us on KMOX. We are at Ballpark Village, Cardinals Nation. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Ken Wilson, one of the greatest to pick up the microphone here in St. Louis. Oh, baby. He's with Hancock and Kelly next. Welcome back. We'll wrap up the show with a couple of little notes before we take you to Cardinals pregame with Joe Pott. Tom Ackerman with you from Cardinals Nation. I told you this place is going to fill up. Are there any tables in here, Joe? I don't see maybe one, two tables still left. What if I want to stay and get something to eat? You think they'll give me a table? I don't know. We got. Let's see what happens here. Um, it's Cardinals Nation, Ballpark Village, and earlier, just a couple days ago, actually, on Total Information AM, really enjoyed this, so I wanted to play it for you in case you missed it. He actually used to host a Friday night hockey show, and I know that because I produced it. He'd say, Tom, are we getting any calls? We're having fun talking hockey on KMOX. It's Ken Wilson, and here's the interview with John Hancock and Michael Kelly on Total Information AM. Here's Ramage. For Federko, too far. Federko steals the puck from Reinhardt. Over to Hunter, who shoots block. Wickenheiser scores! Doug Wickenheiser! The Blues pull it off, and it's unbelievable! That was the Monday Night Miracle. Doug Wickenheiser, number 14, putting it in. The voice you just heard right there. I'm so honored to have... He is the man who got me into hockey in my youth. He's none other than the legend Ken Wilson. Ken, welcome back to KMOX, and how are you? Guys, I'm doing great, and it's uh, delightful to be here, and I appreciate the attention, believe me. Where, where do we find you these days? Where are you living? That's a good question. I don't even know most of the time. Uh, I have a home in Portland, Oregon, and uh, that's where I've spent a good bit of the time since I was in St. Louis, and uh, my wife and I have... Uh, our oldest of four children who's married and has two grandchildren for us here in Portland. And that's pretty much the attachment to uh, being in Portland. Yeah, you came to our attention uh, again. And, uh, man, when I when I say uh, a hair-raising broadcaster, there's nobody that got excited like Ken Wilson got excited. And, oh, baby, I, to this day, I still blurt out an, oh, baby, every time something big happens. But you're going to Brisbane, Australia? Yeah, believe it or not, uh, you know, I love baseball. People, I think, in St. Louis primarily think of me as a hockey announcer. But, you know, I did the Cardinals for a a number of years uh, on TV, especially with Al Roboski, and loved doing the Cardinals. And baseball has always been very prevalent in my life. And Australia has what we in this part of the world would call a winter baseball league, where a lot of pro players go to play in the offseason, the winter and in Australia, of course, that's the summer. Uh, and they have a league there in all the major markets in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane and uh, Perth. And I became aware of it. And I really like Australia. I went there with my family about 10 years ago. And then my wife and I went there a couple of months ago and spent three weeks in Brisbane just to see how much we would like it. And we actually we loved Brisbane. It's a terrific uh, progressive city. They're going to have the Olympics in 2032. And I'll be darned, the baseball team was looking for a television announcer. 
the connection was made, so I'm going to go spend four months, October through February, in beautiful Brisbane, Australia, as the television voice of the Brisbane Bandits. How's that for a twist? That's so awesome. And, you know, there's no, that Australia is such a beautiful country, and I've heard that city is incredible. Um, are you worried about uh, the translation of, uh, I don't know, dialect and, you know, other words that, that uh, you've got to learn that Australians use that we Americans maybe don't? They have a lot of funky uh, city names uh, going back to the aboriginal days, and I'm told that that, that gets a little tricky. But I started my career in Hawaii, and uh, believe me, they have some funny names in Hawaii also. So I'm not too worried about it. They can call me the dumb American if they want to in Australia. <laughs> that, you know, that won't bother me. And uh, I, I don't think I'll make fun of their accent. I won't go, what a beautiful die. I won't say things like that. So I'll just say that to my wife well, once in a while. So I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And, you know, every once in a while you hear Australians on the air here in the United States and uh, to have an American on the air in Australia is, uh, I don't think that'll be that unusual, especially doing baseball, the American game. Well, once they hear your broadcast, they will quickly know you're not just a dumb American. You're a quality, incredible broadcaster. How do you look back at your time here in St. Louis? Was there, a, is it a positive uh, look back? And is there a particular moment or two that you look to and say, boy, that was the quintessential moment of, of my time broadcasting in St. Louis? Well, I really like being in St. Louis. I really enjoyed living there, uh, you know, and I've, like many broadcasters, I've bounced around here and there, but uh, I, I loved St. Louis. It was really the bulk of my career because I did the uh, the uh, Blues for 20 years. I did the Cardinals, I don't know, six or seven years, and it was prime time for the Cardinals, you know, 84, 85, 86, 87. They were, you know, great, great, great clubs and Whitey and, uh, you know, and Ozzy playing shortstop, and Jack Clark, who became a good friend, and you know, it was it, it was a golden era to be involved with the Cardinals, and I I absolutely loved it, and I don't say I was shattered when it ended, but uh, you know, it led to some pretty good times for me working in Los Angeles and San Francisco after that, but uh, I I really liked doing the Cardinals. Uh, it was a tremendous experience. There is no better baseball town, as we all know. Uh, than St. Louis. And then the Blues, of course, uh, you know, we never missed the playoffs, if you don't mind me saying so, in my uh, 20 seasons, and that was pretty exciting. And we had some great players and uh, those good teams, and the fans were very, very good to me, and I, I've never forgotten uh, how good the fans were to me in St. Louis, especially those uh, Blues fans. And I like living there. You know, I, I get back there every once in a while, and, uh, you know, I go, if I'm there three days, I go three times to Ted Drew's. So, you know, I it's 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 in my blood, and uh, I really enjoyed it at the time and still enjoy it when I get the odd trip back there. Well, it's in your blood, and it's in our bloodstream is the voice of Ken Wilson. Man, you've had a fascinating life uh, after you, you were living in Hawaii for a time. I think you had a, did you have a pizza parlor or something? I have uh, I have the itch. Is it is it a Type A personality? I always have to be doing something. Uh, I think they'd say I'm a little bit past my prime, but my mind is still uh, at age 25. So I'm always into wanting to do something, which fits Brisbane, right? Going to Brisbane and being a television baseball announcer fits perfectly with my personality. But since I was in St. Louis, which wow, that was uh, almost 20 years ago. I've lived twice in Hawaii, six years total, uh, 
uh, I've uh, traveled to Portugal and Spain with my wife, and we've lived there for a few months. And then we had the recent trip to uh, to, to Brisbane. I did a couple of seasons of Seattle Mariners baseball. I started a baseball franchise here in an old ballpark that we renovated in Portland that is a college summer baseball team and very, very successful, I'm happy to say. And and had a pizza parlor part of the time in Hawaii. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I started a women's collegiate softball league a few years ago that didn't work out as well as I would have liked. But I, I'm just one of those kinds of people that can't can't sit and I just like to I like to produce. I don't necessarily care about making money, but I like to do things I like, and I'd like to do things that uh, that people appreciate and like. So it, it keeps me busy, and I guess until the day I die, I'll I'll be that way. That was really interesting uh, to hear, and he was somebody that I worked closely with. So did you. Actually. I did. I did. He was one of my first bosses uh, at when I was with the Gateway Grizzlies. He was one of our managing partners. So I got a lot of uh, after-game phone calls about random things that I said during the broadcast that either were good or usually not good. <laughs> I host, and that's Joe Pot, by the way, who will be coming up next uh, with the Cardinals pregame show. I hosted one of my first jobs at KMOX was host Turvey's on the green on Saturday night after Blues games. And I would leave after the second period and head over to Lindell and Union to a bar called Turvey's on the green. And we would set up shop in the uh, lounge area. And I, my job was basically to hold down the fort until Ken Wilson and Bernie Federico came over. And sometimes Dan Kelly Jr. Uh, would also join that group. And so they would sit around. And I always enjoyed when Ken would say, no, 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 stay. Stay with us. Now, if they had a bunch of hockey guests come in, I'd, you know, leave and go hang out with my friends. But if uh, he wanted me to stay to talk a little bit longer, that was always an honor. And I really looked up to Ken Wilson and still do. I mean, I still, I love, I was hanging on every word there. Yep, 100%. Nobody could call a fight better than Ken Wilson. Uh, it was great. You know, he was, he was great. And we've been so fortunate. You know, Chris Kerber is one of the best in the history of this league, I think. I mean, Chris has just been, for two decades now, just spectacular. And before him, you know, Dan Kelly Jr., as I mentioned, Ken Wilson, and, of course, the legendary, you know, the greatest, in my opinion, to ever do it is Dan Kelly. And, and I think we all take a page from Dan Kelly's book. Joe, you have Cardinal pregame coming up. What is coming up here? First of all, what are your thoughts on what you saw yesterday because you had the pregame, postgame festivities for one heck of a game? So what I really like is the fact that either the Cardinals are putting up shutdown innings after scoring runs or they're able to put up the runs to answer uh, when need be, and that was the case yesterday. Uh, Michaelis had a really good start, and I was talking a lot about him trending up as he has been for the last four or five starts. Obviously, the great start in Boston on Mother's Day. Really good start yesterday. You, you look at three batters at the top of the lineup that, that got L.A. their three runs there against uh, Michaelis, but they came back. They put up some late runs themselves, obviously the big swing from Nolan Gorman. Um, and then, as Mo said to you, a little bit more stressful maybe than you wanted in the ninth, but ultimately they closed it down, and that's what matters. Yeah, interesting conversation with Mo. He's always really good. I thought insightful when it comes to how he builds, and I wasn't trying to bait him on any sort of a trade question, but I like to go in his mind a little bit on how he 
shops around when he does do that and what he's looking for. It's not always making a trade for the player. It's trade for the right fit of player, and that's why they as an organization sometimes lead internally and then they like to spend in, you know, on the Arenados and the Goldschmidts uh, once they land those players and keep them around. Uh, we have about 30 seconds, but what do you have coming up on your pregame? Well, we'll continue talking about that 2013 team. I visited with Randy Choate yesterday, so I have a, a cut from uh, his uh, our conversation. He talks about what made that 2013 team special. Uh, so that's fun. We'll hear from him. Obviously, we'll hear from Ali Marmel. We'll get a little uh, taste uh, from the guys calling the game and inside the park, and we'll get everything set up with the pitching matchup between Flaherty and Kershaw today. Boy, these guys are calling a great game. Yeah. John's call of Gorman's home run gave me chills. Fantastic. Awesome. We will send it to Joe after the news. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.